What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Chapter 56 of Orley Farm by Anthony Trollope. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Leonard Wilson. Chapter 56. How Sir Peregrine Did Business with Mr. Round. In the meantime, Sir Peregrine was sitting at home, trying to determine in what way he should act under the present emergency, actuated as he was on one side by friendship and on the other by duty. For the first day or two, nay, for the first week after the confession had been made to him, he had been so astounded, had been so knocked to the earth, and had remained in such a state of bewilderment, that it had been impossible for him to form for himself any line of conduct. His only counsellor had been Mrs. Orme, and though he could not analyse the matter, he felt that her woman's ideas of honour and honesty were in some way different from his ideas as a man. To her the sorrows and utter misery of Lady Mason seemed of greater weight than her guilt. At least such was the impression which her words left. Mrs. Orme's chief anxiety in the matter still was that Lady Mason should be acquitted, as strongly so now as when they both believed her to be as guiltless as themselves. But Sir Peregrine could not look at it in this light. He did not say that he wished that she might be found guilty, nor did he wish it. But he did announce his opinion to his daughter-in-law that the ends of justice would so be best promoted and that, if the matter were driven to a trial, it would not be for the honour of the court that a false verdict should be given. Nor would he believe that such a false verdict could be obtained. An English judge and an English jury were to him the palladium of discerning truth. In an English court of law such a matter could not remain dark, nor ought it, let whatever misery betide. It was strange how that old man should have lived so near the world for seventy years, should have taken his place in Parliament and on the bench, should have rubbed his shoulders so constantly against those of his neighbours, and yet have retained so strong a reliance on the purity of the world in general. Here and there such a man may still be found, but the number is becoming very few. As for the property that must of necessity be abandoned. Lady Mason had signified her agreement to this, and therefore he was so far willing that she should be saved from further outward punishment, if that were still possible. His plan was this, and to his thinking it was the only plan that was feasible. Let the estate be at once given up to the proper owner, even now, before the day of trial should come and then let them trust not to Joseph Mason, but to Joseph Mason's advisers, to abstain from prosecuting the offender. Even this course he knew to be surrounded by a thousand difficulties, but it might be possible. Of Mr. Round, old Mr. Round, he had heard a good report. He was a kind man, 
and even in this very matter had behaved in a way that had shamed his client might it not be possible that mr round would engage to drop the prosecution if the immediate return of the property were secured but to effect this must he not tell mr round of the woman's guilt and could he manage it himself must he not tell mr furnival and by so doing would he not rob lady mason of her sole remaining tower of strength for if mr furnival knew that she was guilty mr furnival must of course abandon her cause and then sir peregrine did not know how to turn himself as he thus argued the matter within his own bosom and then too his own disgrace sat very heavy on him whether or no the law might pronounce lady mason to have been guilty all the world would know her guilt when that property should be abandoned and her wretched son turned out to earn his bread it would be well understood that she had been guilty and this was the woman this midnight forger whom he had taken to his bosom and asked to be his wife he had asked her and she had consented and then he had proclaimed the triumph of his love to all the world when he stood there holding her to his breast he had been proud of her affection when lord alston had come to him with his caution he had scorned his old friend and almost driven him from his door when his grandson had spoken a word not to him but to another he had been full of wrath he had let it be known widely that he would feel no shame in showing her to the world as lady orme and now she was a forger and a perjurer and a thief a thief who for long years had lived on the proceeds of her dexterous theft and yet was he not under a deep obligation to her under the very deepest had she not saved him from a worse disgrace saved him at the cost of all that was left to herself was he not still bound to stand by her and did he not still love her poor sir peregrine may we not say that it would have been well for him if the world and all its trouble could have now been ended so that he might have done with it mrs orme was his only counsellor and though she could not be brought to agree with him in all his feelings yet she was of infinite comfort to him had she not shared with him this terrible secret his mind would have given way beneath the burden on the day after lady mason's departure from the cleave he sat for an hour in the library considering what he would do and then he sent for his daughter-in-law if it behooved him to take any step to stay the trial he must take it at once the matter had been pressed on by each side and now the days might be counted up to that day on which the judges would arrive in alston that trial would be very terrible to him in every way he had promised during those pleasant hours of his love and sympathy in which he had felt no doubt as to his friend's acquittal that he would stand by her when she was arraigned that was now impossible and though he had not dared to mention it to lady mason he knew that she would not expect that he should do so but to mrs orme he had spoken on the matter and she had declared her purpose of taking the place which it would not now become him to fill sir peregrine had started from his chair when she had so spoken what his daughter she the purest of the pure to whom the very heir of a court of law would be a contamination 
she whose whiteness had never been sullied by contact with the world's dust she set by the side of that terrible criminal hand in hand with her present to all the world as her bosom friend there had been but few words between them on the matter but sir peregrine had felt strongly that that might not be permitted far better than that it would be that he should humble his grey hairs and sit there to be gazed at by the crowd but on all accounts how much was it to be desired that there should be no trial sit down edith he said as with her soft step she came up to him i find that the assizes will be here in alston at the end of next month so soon as that father yes look here the judges will come in on the twenty-fifth of march ah me this is very sudden but father will it not be best for her that it should be over mrs orme still thought had always thought that the trial itself was unavoidable indeed she had thought and she did think that it afforded to lady mason the only possible means of escape her mind on the subject if it could have been analyzed would probably have been this as to the property that question must for the present stand in abeyance it is quite right that it should go to its detestable owners that it should be made over to them at some day not very distant but for the present the trial for that old long distant crime was the subject for them to consider could it be wrong to wish for an acquittal for the sinner an acquittal before this world's bar seeing that a true verdict had undoubtedly been given before another bar mrs orme trusted that no jury would convict her friend let lady mason go through that ordeal and then when the law had declared her innocent let restitution be made it will be very terrible to all if she be condemned said sir peregrine very terrible but mr furnival edith if it comes to that she will be condemned mr furnival is a lawyer and will not say so but from his countenance when he speaks of her i know that he expects it oh father do not say so but if it is so my love what is the purport of these courts of law if it be not to discover the truth and make it plain to the light of day poor sir peregrine his innocence in this respect was perhaps beautiful but it was very simple mr aram could he have been induced to speak out his mind plainly would have expressed probably a different opinion but she escaped before said mrs orme who was clearly at present on the same side with mr aram yes she did by perjury edith and now the penalty of that further crime awaits her there was an old poet who said that the wicked man rarely escapes at last i believe in my heart that he spoke the truth father that old poet knew nothing of our faith sir peregrine could not stop to explain even if he knew how to do so that the old poet spoke of punishment in this world whereas the faith on which his daughter relied is efficacious for pardon beyond the grave it would be much ay in one sense everything if lady 